Stories, Podcasts, Authors, Narrators, Interviews, Industry, News, Reviews. Sponsored by eAudioProductions.com. Welcome to the Audiobook Release Podcast, a show for audiobook lovers. Stay tuned as we share the latest news from the audiobook industry. We interview established and upcoming authors. We talk with popular narrators and review a wide range of audiobooks. Brought to you by eAudioProductions.com. Audiobook productions, podcast editing, music for media, voiceovers, song productions, and more. Okay, I'm rolling. Hello, I'm Matt Rafferty. And I'm Leah Rafferty. Welcome to the Audiobook Release Podcast. Joining us today is Madeline Zach Ruiz, author of I Married a Penis Doctor Who Fixes Women Too. Welcome, Madeline. How are you doing? Hey there. How are you two? We're doing well, thank you. Great. Well, Madeline, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up and how did you end up in Texas? What a great story. Well, I was born in Seattle, Washington, raised in Olympia, Washington, and ended up having a career in Seattle, Washington, where I met my current urologist husband, who was a soldier in the army at the time. And I retired from Amazon.com because I decided to get married and start a family. And he took a job down in South Texas after he left the military. Oh, okay. And here we are. (laughs) And how are you doing in the Longhorn State? I love Texas. People here are They are great. They are just really warm and friendly. They have that Southern hospitality. Great. Well, Madeline, when did you start writing? Well, interestingly enough, uh, I only started last June of 2019. Wow. I, I know. It just kind of hit me out of nowhere. I always knew one day, I said when I was 21 years old, one day I'm going to write a book, but I have no idea what it's going to be about. Because how could I? I was only 21. What do you know? (laughs) What do you know at 21? (laughs) Nothing. So uh, last June, I just had had one more experience of someone coming up to me for help, quietly, of course, um, to try and access my husband, the penis doctor. And their story was just so, you know, touching. They were really suffering. And my heart just broke. And I thought, there just has to be a way to help everybody. They they can't just have special access just because they know me. I'm going to put all this stuff in a book because everyone should have the answers to this stuff. Great, great. So that's why I decided I'm going to write a book about I Married a Penis Doctor Who Fixes Women Too. <laughs> that's a great title. Well, who are some of your favorite writers and what influenced you to write the book? Well, my favorite writers and what influenced me to write the book are totally two different subjects. My favorite writers are Dr. Wayne Dyer. I love Dr. Wayne Dyer and everything he has to say. He He's really the one that kind of taught me the I am approach, where if I am, then it already is. And just kind of putting things out into the universe and, and making it real because you believe that it is. And my second favorite author is Louise Hay. And I love her book, You Can Heal Your Life. And those are my two favorite authors, but they really have kind of not too much to do with my book. My book's about um, 
the top 10 urological problems for both men and women. And there's a couple problems in there that don't discriminate. So, for example, kidney stones, right? Mm -hmm. So evidently, according to my husband, the penis doctor, 100% of people will come to see a urologist at some point in their life. And when he told me that, I was blown away. That is amazing that 100%. 100%. And I'm like, do you have anything positive to say? Because that is so <laughs> depressing. And so that kind of gave me the idea of if we're all going to end up at the urologist office one day, and these are the top 10 common urological problems for men and women, plus I had 20 years of people in my community whispering their urological problems to me trying to get access to my husband, it kind of just all came together as this magic recipe to write this book. Wow. Yeah. So actually thinking about writing a book is one thing, but to actually do it, that takes a lot of effort. Was it hard for you? You know, what's interesting about writing is that once you have the idea and you just sit and twist it around every direction known to man, and you have to have an end result. My end goal was to help people. I needed to help more people than just the people who knew who I was or that could find me in my small town. So knowing that I had a mission, I wanted to help people. I wanted to educate them about their urological problems that were very common so that they did not suffer as long as they did on average. On average, a person will wait five years to get to a urologist. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. It is. So I decided I, I can help these people and I'm gonna I'm gonna write a book and I'm gonna put it out there so everybody can read the same answers that I keep giving to all these people in my community. So Madeline, you recently created an audio version of your book, I Married a Penis Doctor Who Fixes Women Too, and it was produced by eaudioproductions.com. Can you tell us about the story and what it's about? Yes, I can. And first of all, I I love my audio engineer who saved me and taught me the process of creating this book because as I was recording my audio book, there were so many places in my book where I would just chuckle out loud, which is probably not so good on an audio book. But I ended up reading this book um, in eight languages on an audio book. Wow. And yeah, I've done the book in 13 languages in ebook and paperback, but the audiobook was the most fun. As a matter of fact, if people want to read my book, I tell them you really need to listen to the audiobook because you you hear me tell the story because it's my story. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. When the author reads the audiobook also, then you know that you're getting the right emphasis on the right words or, the, you know, everyone tells the story a different way. Well, it really makes a difference because I'll tell you what, a few times in there, I had a hard time getting through the chapters because they are very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. You know, urology is not an easy subject. And so I... I really wrote it so that I tell a story about somebody's urological situation, and often that's quite humorous in and of itself. And then I kind of get into the the common solutions to help you. And all along the way, there's lots of humor, but also really factual information in there that that makes the audiobook um, really hard to hit stop. You just want to listen to it from beginning to end. 
Well, that's wonderful because it seems like when you have a lot of factual information, putting stories behind it, you'll recall information better. Yeah. And you need to know what you're talking about. I tell everybody, take my book to your urologist and put it (laughs) in front of them. Because (laughs) my husband, the penis doctor, he read the book and he approved of everything that's in it. So it is technically correct. And that's important when you've got a urological situation that you need help with. Wow, that's an excellent idea because it's like a second opinion or you know the right questions to ask because so many times you go to the doctor and you're not exactly sure what are the proper questions, but you've already set that up for people. Completely set it up. Wow. And and really giving them good information, a roadmap, like what kind of urologist do you go to? Because there's like six different kinds of urologists. And I kind of lay it out like a baseball team. You know what a pitcher is and a catcher and a batter and a first baseman. But did you know what a general urologist is or a reconstructive urologist or an oncologist urologist or a pediatric urologist? So I really take the time to not only educate you about these big, scary terms, but I put them in good layman terms like sports and, you know, stories so that the average person like me understands what you're talking about. Wow, this sounds like an excellent idea because sometimes when people have um, a health issue, and especially maybe a health issue that they don't want to discuss with other people, you have just created a resource that will hopefully make them feel more comfortable and more willing to speak about it, maybe to a trusted friend. And like you just said, you gave them the questions to ask the doctor. So thank you. That sounds like a great book that everyone can use. As we know, as you just told us, 100% of people will see a urologist. Yes. And this book, you know, this book is really kind of what equalizes the human race. All of us either have a penis or vagina, and all of us at some point in our life are going to have difficulty with that. And so we're going to have to go to a urologist, and it's a very difficult subject to talk about. Every time I talk about my book, I start to sweat because I have white coat syndrome. I don't like doctors. I can't believe I married one, but I did. (laughs) So I just tried to take it from my perspective, which is I'm not the doctor. I just married one and I had to learn what he was talking about only to find out that it was going to happen to me. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. A little overwhelming. Yeah. (laughs) I I could have used your book a couple of years ago. I had to go to a urologist because of a kidney stone and it's not a fun situation, but I had no idea there were so many different types of urologists. I could have used some research, I guess. Well, there's a great story in there about kidney stones and a special forces soldier. And that kidney stone leveled him. And that story is hilarious. And yet in the end, you learn everything you need to know about what to do and how to solve kidney stones. Mm, That's wonderful. My urologist said, if Lake Erie goes dry, I drank too much water. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. The, the The gist of the kidney stone chapter is dehydration is really the major reason for kidney stones. So drink water, everybody. Drink as much water as humanly possible. Well, great. So what was the most challenging aspect of writing your book? Well, really, the most challenging aspect was understanding my husband. He really didn't know what I was doing every Saturday when we went to IHOP for pancakes. <laughs> Because I would put my iPhone down and secretly record him and he'd say, oh, hey, honey, how's your book going? I'm like, oh, man, you know, this weekend I'm going to work on a chapter about the prostate. 
what do you know about the prostate anyways? What, sh- <laughs> what should I be talking about for the prostate? Well, asking a urologist a urology question is like a kid in a candy store. And through the entire breakfast, he would sing like a canary and tell me everything about the prostate, which was far more than my brain could comprehend. So I would have to go home. The hardest part was going home, listening to that recording over and over and over, trying to understand what he was saying and then putting it into layman terms so that I understood what he was talking about and the reader could understand. And then after I wrote the chapters, I would have him read them to make sure I was technically correct. And he'd be laughing and he goes, that's really good. That's really good. That that makes a lot of sense. I don't know why I didn't explain it like that to my patient. Great. (laughs) So you're teaching your husband also. Well, how to keep it simple, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, but that's <laughs> right. what people need, right? Right. I do. I need it to yeah. be simple. Yeah. Just lay it out for me in layman terms so I understand what's wrong with me. And did you do other research besides uh, IHOP with your husband? Yes. He made me, I, I got to the subject of hormones and genitourinary symptoms of menopause, which is what it's called. And I said, oh, honey, he goes, you need to write a chapter on this. This is, this is really important stuff. And I'm like, okay, tell me all about it. He goes, no, I'm not, <laughs> not going to tell you about this one. You research it, write it and get back to me. So he he gave me the password to his medical database. So I started reading everything about it and I wrote the chapter and I let him read it. I was so nervous. And when he was all done reading it, he looked me square in the eye and he said, this is by far your best chapter. And I have no idea how you did that. (laughs) Right. I was like, oh. Thank you. That's yes. that's like shocking. I'm I I'm so happy that I actually got it right. Yeah. So a great that, compliment. It was a compliment, and it was tough, but I did it. Great, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about your title. How did you come up with it? Wow, isn't that a great question? Actually, <laughs> I really didn't have to come up with that title. I was given that title by every man who has ever approached me secretly and on the sly trying to get help from my husband because they'd come up and say, oh, hi, Mrs. Ruiz. Uh, I have a question for your husband. Your husband's a penis doctor, right? And I'm like, I'm, he's a urologist. (laughs) And it took me probably the first five, 10 years to kind of put it together that um, I guess that's really what he does. Cause I'm a woman. I'm not really too interested in what a man has to go get fixed. And my, really the people that came up to me gave me the title of that book. It wasn't once, it wasn't twice. It was over and over and over, which I learned that, you know, penis doctor is a layman term for your urologist. Because when I met my husband and he told me he's a urologist, I'm like, what's a urologist? Is that like the brain? And he's like, no, that's a neurologist. And (laughs) uh, yeah, because I'm a computer chick. What do I know about medicine? Nothing. So the title really came from all the people, hundreds of people that came up to me throughout the last 20 years who need help from my husband. Excellent. So, Madeline, is there a message you want readers to take away from your book? Yes, there's a big message. There is help and urological problems can be solved and they can be solved rather quickly. 
But you have to just get to your board-certified urologist, not your family practice person. You need to get to a urologist. Anything that has to do with plumbing, right? Your plumbing. (laughs) Right. Go see your urologist because I was shocked to learn that almost every problem can be solved. Interesting. That's my message. That's a really important message because people are losing their quality of life. And you don't need to lose your quality of life. Life was meant to be lived and to have fun and enjoy and feel good. And people are hiding their urological problems because it's embarrassing. My message is there's help. There's help and it's simple. Right. Thanks to the miracles of medicine. Yes. So what's the best advice you've ever been given? The best advice I've ever been given, really, I was at a young age, very impressionable, but It rocked me. And that was leave the planet better than the way I found it and be kind to myself along the way. Uh, That's a big message. Mm -hmm. And it comes out through my daily actions and not only to others, but to myself. And I actually have taught my kids this message. So that's kind of my mantra for life. Great. And what do you do when you're not writing? What do you like to do for fun? What I like to do for fun when I'm not writing, um, one, I love being a mom, first and foremost. I'm a family girl, so that's Aww. that's my life. But I love to travel, and I love to talk to absolutely everybody. I'm a talker, as you can tell, and that's because I am so fascinated by all the people I meet. I love the good, the bad, the ugly, and it just is an opportunity to see where people are coming from. And it gives me the chance to to be myself, maybe inspire someone along the way, maybe be that light, that beacon in the fog for someone. And once again, just trying to make the world a better place, one person at a time. Oh, that's very nice. And do you give advice to writers? You know, I do because people have seen me put my book out and they're like, I can't believe you're a writer because I'm kind of an... A, out there personality kind of girl. So I guess people think authors are boring and quiet and sitting down all the time writing. (laughs) Yeah. So I have a lot of energy and I tell them, they're like, I always thought about writing a book, but I I don't think I'm that kind of person. And I tell them, you can do it. Just wake up every day and tell yourself, I am an author. And then sit down and write something, write anything. Just sit down, relax, and let what you know flow. That's what I tell them. Great. Right. That is great advice. Yeah. And it's funny because some people feel they need permission to be an author. So you don't might not even realize it, but you're telling people it's okay. You can do this. And you're being a cheerleader for them too, right? Go on. You can do this. So that's nice. Yeah, completely. I want people to have the confidence to just sit down and share what you know, because every human has something valuable to share with another human. Sure, yes. So go for it. Right. So in the future, do you have writing goals? What do you see is next for you? Well, I have several books brewing inside of me at the current Uh moment. Yeah. First of all, I'm a total nonfiction gal because life really matters to me. So I... I always want to help people. That's just who I am. So I think my next book that I'm going to do, I really want to work on 
something that kind of connects the dots between the daily grind of life and kind of being in touch with our soul or our spiritual self along the way. And um, a lot of times, you know, our life purpose seems to get interrupted by emotions or thoughts or the electric bill, pick anything. So I just want to try and share some little pearls of wisdom in my next book and um, let readers know that I fail half of the time and the other half I succeed. And I'm I'm not broken when I get up and try again. I just get up and try again. And so kind of want to write a book to just inspire people to just keep on moving forward because there's no waste in this lifetime. Everything you go through is only making you a better person along the way. That is so true. It's excellent advice. Yeah, right? We can do it. Well, Marilyn, where can people purchase your book? First of all, my book's available in 13 languages. Wow. Yep. <laughs> 13. 13. Yep. Everybody has a penis and vagina and everyone around the world deserves to be helped. So you can find my book in audiobook version on Audible, iTunes, and Google Play and Barnes and Noble. Fantastic. And how did you get the book into 13 languages? Well, it took a team. I had a team of 17 people from around the world that helped me to translate it according to their language and their culture. Heck, I even have Arabic, if you can believe it. So I've got languages that go all around the world, and those people come from those countries, and they worked with me to translate my book and keeping it humorous and keeping it intelligent and technically correct. And uh, we got it done. Wow, that's a big job for the translators. It was, but actually out of my team, 17 people, half of them actually had a private consultation with the penis doctor because (laughs) as they read my book, they learned that their problem could be solved. Did you say half the people? Half of my team had a private consultation. That that is something else. Well, it just goes to show that the penis doctor is correct that... 100% of people at some point in their life will need a urologist. Well, who knew? I mean, you really help people immediately, you know, right off the bat, you're helping people. uh, You know, it's been that way for 20 years. Okay, everybody that comes up to me, and if you read the book, you'll see the stories in there. Heck, my car dealer gentleman, I went to get my oil changed and he broke into a sweat and finally told me he was peeing blood and needed help from my husband. And I just whipped out my cell phone. I said, gosh, John, let's call the penis doctor right now because I didn't know what to do. So we dialed him up and I said, you know, I'm going to go look at those brand new cars while you have this conversation. Okay. (laughs) That's very, very understanding of you. Well, and and that's why I wrote the book because you think I'm going to walk away from John when he's peeing blood and he clearly needs help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wrote the book guys right there. Well, it sounds like a very informative and also entertaining book, which I'm sure everyone will enjoy. It is. Guaranteed. I guarantee it. Great. Well, Madeline Zeck Ruiz, author of I Married a Penis Doctor Who Fixes Women Too, thank you very much for being our guest today. It's been great talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun. I really enjoy sharing my book with everybody. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in to the Audiobook Release Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Audiobook Release Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you'll never miss an episode. 
we value your opinion, so feel free to post a rating or review. For feedback, inquiries and more about our audiobook production and publishing services, visit www.audiobookrelease.com. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Audiobook Release Podcast. Brought to you by eAudioProductions.com. Audiobook Productions, Podcast Editing, Music for Media, Voice Overs, Song Productions and more.